anytime I can help an owner, manager, developer along the way, to me, that's what it's all about. This industry, the multifamily industry, is a very small, large industry. And everybody kind of knows everyone. And reputation means a lot. And I, I want to be here to help people um, as much as I can to offer that experience that we do as a managed Wi-Fi provider. But first and foremost, if I can help any of your listeners, I, I always want to take advantage of that. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's release of the Real Market Talks podcast. On today's episode, I speak with Todd Thorpe, who is based out of South Carolina and works with Dojo Networks, providing connectivity and Wi-Fi services to multifamily real estate owners across the country. Todd and I go into a lot of detail, discussing how he works with clients to help them design and implement connectivity and Wi-Fi for their projects, and why this is such an important feature for owners who want to stay competitive in their markets. He also discusses how many of the clients he works with engage him to help save projects that are struggling to bring their connectivity online when it is needed most, and how he can help prevent clients from finding their technology offerings obsolete over time. Connectivity in the digital age is a must, and Todd provides a lot of great takeaways for anyone wanting to develop a more competitive product in the real estate industry. If you're enjoying this episode, or the show in general, it would be great to hear your feedback especially if you want to leave a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. If you're interested in being on the show or know someone who might be, reach out to me at realmarkettalks at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Now let's hear from Todd. Todd, welcome to the Real Market Talks podcast. Very excited to have you on. Uh, really appreciate you, sp- you know, spending some time with me. Just to get going here, why don't you introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about what you do? Thank you, Keith. Yeah, I'm very uh, happy and honored to be on the show. Thank you for, for reaching out to me. Uh, so about 35 years in the telecommunications space, so I'm, I'm probably dating myself, met my wife, and my very first job, you know, many, many years ago, we're, we're still happily married. And I worked for several of the large cable operators and spent probably a, a better part of my career working in multifamily sales, marketing, developing sales process and strategies. And then I've been with Dojo Networks now for, oh gosh, about two and a half, almost three years. Great. And what regions do you work in? So for Dojo Networks, we are a managed Wi-Fi provider, a, a, a MSP, managed services provider, and we're national. So we have properties that we serve in the state of Washington, California, New York, Florida, and everywhere in between. So we can go anywhere in the lower 48, and I really want to get a partner in Florida, Alaska. I'll leave that to somebody else, but uh, I'll take, or sorry, not Florida, Hawaii, Alaska. I'll leave that to somebody else on the team, but I want to get our first property in Hawaii, and I'm putting myself on the list to go survey that property. So, 
And you said that you work with multifamily primarily? Strictly multifamily. So there's a lot of a lot of other companies in our space, they got their start in hospitality and they're kind of making the move over into multifamily. We focus strictly in multifamily and student housing. That's all we do. So we don't do hospitality. We don't do traditional commercial real estate. It's not that we can't. The design that we implement would work in a hotel. It would work in a large apartment or um, office complex, retail complex. We just, we just focus on multifamily. A, there's a lot of opportunity there. Our company has a lot of experience in that. So by just kind of having a niche and a focus, so we do traditional or conventional multifamily properties, luxury high rise or garden style properties. We do off-campus student housing. So we don't service the dorms and the universities, but anything that's privately owned off campus, we do a lot of that. We do a lot of affordable development, especially in the state of New York, where the requirements are they have to provide free Wi-Fi, managed Wi-Fi for all the residents. And we wrote the specs on, on providing that service for the state of New York. So we do a lot of a lot of uh, projects for affordable developers in the Northeast and specifically in New York. And then we also do senior properties as well. That's great. Um, can you go into a little bit more about how you work with clients? What does that process look like? When do they engage you? When do you like mm -hmm. to be engaged? And what, do you, what services do you provide sort of over the lifetime of the relationship? Yeah, no. So I... I I like to say that we don't sell a service or a product. We provide an experience because at the end of the day, and I would assume you and all of your listeners would agree, Wi-Fi and internet is, is a utility and it's really become one of the most important utilities when you move into an apartment. It just has to work. You don't, you don't um, really expect Wi-Fi that works. The best kind of Wi-Fi is the kind of Wi-Fi that you don't have to think about. It just works. When you leave your home or your apartment and you jump onto your data, you don't notice that you're on your data. You just kind of think about that, right? And then when you come back home, you jump back onto your Wi-Fi. It's not something that you check your phone to make sure you're back on. You just assume that you are. And when it's not working, that's when the issues occur and that's when you, you really start to think about it. Um, so for us, we do both greenfield or new construction projects. So from the ground up, and then we also do a lot of retrofits where you have an existing property and maybe that existing property doesn't even have a, a managed Wi-Fi network where we would be taking over an existing system. Um, it doesn't have anything at all. It just allows the residents to select and choose the service on their own. So a, a new construction project really is dictated by when that owner or developer is going to have their first certificate of occupancy and when that project is going to be complete. 
but we advise our partners that you need to get us involved at least 18 months out and sometimes 24 months out before you're going to have that first certificate of occupancy because you want to really plan this ahead. We can do it in 12 months, but typically with new construction, you want to have um, a lot of a lot of pad there to make sure that you're you're working ahead. And then on existing properties, we like to advise our clients that really anything short of six months is is almost wouldn't say it's impossible. You know, we've done it, uh, but it starts to starts to get a little tough. You want to have nine to twelve months buffer there as well, um, but. We've gone in and we've rescued projects and properties where there's an underperforming network where we've gone in and, and taken it over and we've done it in 30 or 60 days. And then we'll, we'll take it over, maybe a Band-Aid solution, kind of get it up and, and running, and then we'll work out a more permanent solution afterwards. But at the end of the day, Keith, it's about providing an exceptional experience for the resident because it's the resident that suffers through all of this when you have a bad internet experience. Yeah. And not to go into too much minutia, um, but what are some of the specific things that are really important to get figured out early on in the process that are going to streamline things and make it um, a, a better you know, result or ending for the clients that you're working with when you're nearing that certificate of occupancy and you're trying to get all these systems online? So a couple of things um, you want to, so if you're, if, if it's a new construction project, um, you want to um, start working way before the walls are up, ideally. Um, so we want to plan that out. And from, from a design standpoint, we want to secure the fiber circuit coming into the property as early as possible. So that's, that's the first step. And then from a design standpoint, we we typically prefer Ethernet run to every unit versus deploying fiber to every unit. And there's two reasons. One, it costs less, so it brings the owner's cost down. But it you can power that access point off of the Ethernet versus having to have an external power supply in the unit. So if the unit's power goes off, and you're using fiber to the unit, your internet's gonna go down. So the way you wanna design it is, is as minimal fail points as possible along the way, because that's what creates redundancy and reliability in the network. Got it. And you know, this is just kind of a, I wanna give you the opportunity to kind of you know, speak to the highlight. Um, showcase, you know, what you and, and Dojo are doing, but how would you say that Dojo really differentiates itself from the other competitors out there that are in your space? Uh, well, first and foremost, I would say it's, it's our design and the equipment that we use. We're an elite ruckus partner. So everything that we put in, the active electronics, the switches and the access points are ruckus. And ruckus is really the best of the best in the industry. It's extremely reliable. It's tough. It's dependable. 
Um, so you want to start with the right equipment because at the end of the day, you get what you pay for. Um, it costs a little bit more, but it, that additional cost is going to be well worth it. So first and foremost, it's the design that you, that you put into the property. Um, we put in <clears throat> what are, it's a, it's a UPS that's a, it's a, an uninterruptible power supply. It's essentially, it's a battery backup. And we put one of those in all of the data closets throughout the property. So for your listeners, you're going to have a data closet or a telecommunications closet in your property. Um, there's a, that's where a lot of the phone and the, the data and sometimes even your HVAC and a lot of that goes inside that data closet. Some closets are very sophisticated. Some of them are kind of like a janitor's closet almost. So we've seen a, a, a lot of different um, over the years. But we will put a battery backup in each one of those data closets. So if the power goes out for, say, a 30 or 60 minute, just like a brownout, your internet's going to stay up. You're not going to lose power completely. Most power outages are, are short. They're 30 minutes, 60 minutes. It's not an extended power outage. Now, if it is, then of course your internet's going to go down as well. But you know, everything else is off. Elect, you know, lights, electric, anything that's re relying on power. Um, so we want to install um, devices and electronics inside the the network that creates that redundancy and that that backup. Um, and then the Probably the biggest thing that sets us apart from other providers out there is our customer service and the way we deal with customer service and customer care. And the thing that sets us apart is, is a um, customer management system that we've created called Elemento. And it's our proprietary system. Nobody else has it. We've created it. So we didn't go out and subscribe or purchase a third-party software. So the advantage of that is um, we've made it so robust and very feature rich that um, it really takes all the elements of our business and combines it into a single pane of glass. So the residents have a view into it. The leasing staff have, view, have a view into it. So you can see the health of the actual property network itself in real time. It sends out messaging to the residents. If we're going to do maintenance at one in the morning, it has that two-way messaging that we send out to the residents. So it's a very robust platform that helps operate all elements of our business. And nobody else in the industry has anything like it. It's something that really sets us apart. And because we own it and we develop it, we're able to update it based on feedback from our partners make improvements to it, so we're, which we are always constantly updating it and making it better and really answering to what our partners are looking for. That's great. And that kind of alludes to my next question. And the reason that I wanted to have you on is this, this area of technology and connectivity and, and Wi-Fi in particular is something that's changed dramatically in, in my observations over the, you know, over the a long-term view as well as short-term. It just seems like every day there's something new coming out. There's a new demand. There's a new need in the market that people need to stay competitive. 
Can you just give an overview of what that technological shift has looked like from your time in the industry sort of until now? And then where is it? Where do you see it going? What are the kind of new demands that you're seeing out there that people are trying to keep up with? Well, from a technology standpoint, if we're talking the internet and Wi-Fi, the evolution has gone from consumer grade modem router in every apartment or you know senior property in in each of the units and in the different bedrooms student housing in the various bedrooms which a lot of student housing is is rented by the bed and if you really want to reverse the clock and go backwards in time in the hospitality industry they were really the first ones to adopt free Wi-Fi. When you were driving around the country and you looked at the, the marquee outside the hotel, what were two of the things that they advertised as, as the industry started to evolve was free cable TV, free HBO. And then when internet became a thing, it was free internet or, or free Wi-Fi. So the hospitality, hospitality industry they jumped on the bandwagon right away because they saw the need that if we're going to get guests to stay at our hotel and not the hotel across the street, we have to do something different. We have to attract them. So it was offering those types of amenities for their guests, short-term guests staying overnight or staying for a week. Then student housing started to make the same adoption. And the reason being is because of the type of resident, college kids, and they're on their phone a lot. And as technology has advanced and more devices, people are bringing and carrying more devices, gaming, streaming, and all of those advances have have really put a demand on making sure you have a reliable Wi-Fi network for all of those devices to connect to. So you've seen the the advancement first in the hospitality market, then it was student housing, and now it's conventional, your luxury high-rise apartments. They're, They're just installing these amenities automatically because they know the resident the resident is demanding those types of services. Um, and then the the next phase that we're starting to see, Keith, is smart apartment technology, prop tech, IoT, the, the Internet of Things. So you have this, this managed Wi-Fi network in the property, and now you layer on top of that smart apartment technology, smart lights, smart locks, access control, being able to get inside the property, get inside the, the, the vestibule and that, you know, the lobby of the property. You need, you need a, a key card to get in there. Well, all of those devices now are starting to ride on a managed Wi-Fi network. Um, so because of the advancement of that, that's even creating more demand now in making sure that your 
the, the network that you install is state of the art and it's reliable. Is there a particular brand of device that you're seeing that's a favorite among installers for the luxury residential or the residential in general? No, not not really. Um, what I would what I would caution your listeners on is especially the the listeners with with larger properties, hundred units and above. You really want to focus on, and I hope they choose us, but that's fine. There's a lot of other reputable companies out there. What you want to do is do your homework and make sure you're not just putting in consumer grade technology in your property, because I promise you it it will, it will affect the performance and then the resident will have a bad experience. And, um, you know, simply safe and ring and things like that. While they're they're great, um, they're more of a consumer grade type. You know, where people can just go to Lowe's or Home Depot or Ace Hardware and they can buy that stuff or buy it online and then install it themselves. It's the mm-hmm. same thing as getting as getting a modem and a router on your own or getting it through the local cable company or phone company and then putting that in. It's, it's consumer grade and that, that lends itself to having a not so great experience. It just does. And I've been in this business long enough to know that that does affect what ends up happening. Don't, the biggest advice I can give your listeners is don't cut corners. Don't because you will pay for it in the end. Yeah, uh, that's good to know. I always perceived Ring and those as sort of like the industry standard, but it sounds like you're saying there's a grade um, above that that they should be looking to. And who, who, I mean, who should be specifying that? Is that something that you guys can help with? Yeah, so um, there's a lot of reputable companies out there. Um, E-Property Care, um, ADT, Point Central. Um, There's a number of level there's a, a number of companies. Lively is another one that we that we um, uh, know and respect, and I would recommend to. Um, and they're they integrate with our managed Wi-Fi network, and they're going to provide a level of service that you wouldn't get by just trying to install something on your own. You just really want to be careful. Don't don't do a, a homemade solution. You just are really asking for trouble. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's definitely some good advice. Well, it's like if if you're going to put it, th- think of it this way: if you're going to put in an alarm system, in it, it's one thing to use a consumer grade um, doorbell or security camera, uh, you know, or something like that for a, for for an individual for a home even. Um, or even some somebody in in an apartment that, that that's fine. But if you're going to, as an owner, want to monetize this, because really at the end of the day, that is what this is all about too. Is is you're putting in a network, you're going to own this network, you're going to own all of these devices. It's the same as putting in the electric and the the plumbing and every all the other um, infrastructure that you put into your property. It's the same concept. 
you're going to end up owning it anyway. So you want to be able to monetize it. And the only way you can really monetize it and increase the NOI of your property is by putting in, I wouldn't say sophisticated equipment, because that sounds like it's confusing. Enterprise-grade equipment is just as easy and user-friendly to use as something that is consumer-grade. Um, but the key is it's more reliable. Now, I don't want to get too philosophical here, where I think we all know that connectivity is just, it's like a baseline need now. It's like any other utility. It's like you need water, right. you need heat, um, you need to be connected. It's yep. just something that's a necessary part of all of our lives now. Some have said previously, I think in times leading up to this, that places that didn't have that connectivity would suffer. Talking about that from a regional perspective, are there areas of the country that you're seeing that are a little bit behind or really ahead and are either seeing the detriments or the benefits of being able to provide this level of connectivity people are demanding? Um, No, not. I can't see any area that is falling behind the times geographically. Mm-hmm. And, and by having properties in you know, 24 states across the country, I, I can honestly say that. It, where, where we're really starting to see a change, Keith, the end of the day, it's where an owner or a developer, you know, and it takes, it takes education. It's going to trade shows and, and talking to people, LinkedIn, and a lot of networking, podcasts like yours, um, listening to shows like this to really start to get information and doing their homework. Owners who have made the commitment and the decision that I'm going to do this. I'm going to invest the resources to do it. Now I just need to find the right partner to do it. That's where we're starting to see a lot of change in the industry. There's still a lot of owners and developers out there who just don't quite get it yet. And they're trying to figure that out. But I can promise you this, if you don't start getting into the game now, you will end up getting left behind. And think about it this way. Would you stay at a hotel that doesn't have Wi-Fi? I don't think I could at this point. Well, and you just, don't you just expect that? When, yeah. when you, I'm going to Vegas this week for a trade show. And I wouldn't even think to call the hotel ahead of time. Do you have Wi-Fi or not even free? It's pretty much free now in all hotels. Sometimes they charge you for if you want to upgrade, but the free version is is perfectly fine. And I'm sure they're monetizing it by I'm sure they increased their their room rates, of course. But you know, just ask yourself, you would not even think about a hotel not having Wi-Fi. It's just a given. When you mm-hmm. go to a Starbucks and you sit down and you're drinking your coffee, um, when you're getting your oil changed, it's just you automatically just assume that these places have Wi-Fi that you can connect and, and jump off your data. Uh, the multifamily space is starting to become exactly that. And owners and developers and property managers who, who don't realize that, 
they're really truly missing out. I'm not saying it's for everybody, but it is it is a way to make your property stand out and really attract the resident. The key is finding a partner that you can really work with that knows what they're doing and they're going to install they're going to provide an experience a great experience not just installing a managed wi-fi network and that's what we do at dojo networks and i would imagine that getting installed um getting your your wi-fi network installed properly and online and activated is one piece of the puzzle i imagine you also get a lot of questions about how do i future proof myself with everything changing so quickly how is the investment that i'm making today going to hold up over time, not only with the expectations of the market, but just how quickly technology is progressing. Right. Well, so what we do is when we work with a client, most of the agreements we do are are five years. And as long as the owner continues to renew that agreement, first of all, I want to say we have never, ever in our 25 plus history year history as a company, Dojo Networks, we have never lost a customer. We've never churned out a partner, meaning all of our customers continue to renew with us when their agreements come up for renewal. So that's really important to, um, to make sure that are you working with a company who has that kind of reputation in the industry? But if an owner, say, at, at year four or five, as long as they continue to renew with us, we like to say we protect them against technology obsolescence. And if we have to install um, you know, Wi-Fi 7 access points or we have to make some sort of upgrade, we're not going to come in and replace all the, the wiring and the low voltage and all that. But some of the active electronics to go ahead and upgrade that to the newest version. We don't charge our partners for that as long as they renew their agreement for say another five years. So we kind of give them that insurance of if they're gonna go with us, they're not gonna get stuck with a bunch of obsolete equipment as time goes on. But you know, you're you're seeing probably about every five to seven years is when there's a refresh and a, a, a new version coming out. Wi-Fi seven is coming out next year. But the thing also to remember is a lot of the devices, they can't even handle a gig speed anyway. So people think that they need a gig to the unit, and when in reality, your phone can't even handle that anyway. So it doesn't even really matter. But you can use that as a, as a marketing tool to advertise that I have fiber to the unit or I have gig to the unit. That sounds kind of sexy. You, got, you can use it in your marketing and put it on the side of the apartment complex because it looks cool. But beyond that, as long as you're providing a really good service, the speed, it, it's not so much the speed. Speed is extremely important but it's the reliability of the network. And you mentioned that um, you're kind of keeping your pulse uh, on the, the trends in the industry. You attend trade shows and you do a lot of traveling. You see a lot of different things. 
is there anything in particular out there that you've seen recently that you're kind of excited about or something new on the horizon that you're keeping your eye on and you've been thinking about? Well, um, I think it's, I mean, Wi-Fi 7 is something that people have talked about, but in reality, um, a lot of the devices and the the active electronics is not even getting rolled out like for Ruckus, Wi-Fi 7. The access points that are getting rolled out are more for hospitality and for the commercial real estate and not in the multifamily space. So I don't want people to think that they need to go out and they need to replace their Wi-Fi 6 access points and put all Wi-Fi 7 in. It's just just not needed. The biggest shift in in technology is not so much the the Wi-Fi itself, um, but it's the additional devices and this level of smart home technology and this convergence that's really going to be the biggest driver that I see in the immediate future because people are wanting to add in leak detection and thermostats and locks and perimeter control and access control. And the best way for all of that to work is to ride on a Wi-Fi network. Yeah, it seems like at this point, if you can plug it in at some point, it needs it's going to want to be connected somehow. Yep. Okay, so, you know, that I think the the intent of the show is obviously trying to give a sense of what's happening um you know real time in all these different markets regions um different types of clients that you're working with for the second half of the show uh, i just kind of want to get more into you and how you got into this and you know what got you excited about you know real estate and working in the real estate environment to begin with wow so um really it started in telecommunications like i said at the t- at top of the show 35 years ago and worked for for a small cable operator and just kind of fell in love with the technology. And it was obviously in its infancy back then. And cable television really is all it was back then. There wasn't internet and and phone. And as technology started to grow, it just was a fantastic industry to be in. And the kind of the, the majority of my career was serving the multifamily space within the telecommunications industry in in sales and marketing and did that for, well, continue to do that for probably 20 years of my 35-year career has been pretty much in in multifamily. Um, And it's it's just a fascinating industry and a fascinating business to be in. It's it's ever-changing. The, the needs of the residents and, and the, the technology is starting to change. Um, so I, I mean, I absolutely love it. And I'm going to continue to do it for as, as long as I can. Is there anything, you work with a lot of different clients. Is there anything that you're seeing right now or anything that you, know, you see clients doing out there that you're particularly excited about? Like, wow, that, that product's going to be you know, a home run or, or they're doing something really neat. Is there anything, any clients you're working with that are doing something that's really standing out to you at the moment? Um, are you talking about the, on the provider side or on the, like on our, the partner side with the, the property owners and developers that we work with? Yeah. The, the owners and, and property developers, any projects you're seeing going up right now where you're working with them and you think it's going to be just a really neat product when it's done? Well, I, I mean, f- for us, I, I would have to say probably 
where I get the most satisfaction in is when we can go in and do what, what we, we call them Wi-Fi rescue projects. And we're, we're looking at one right now in Nashville where the, I won't mention the provider's name, but they're underperforming and they're not doing a very good job. So we see that a lot. So we um, have been tasked to go in and do a site survey and look at, look at the property and assess the situation and kind of figure out what's wrong. And I love the fact when we can go in and we've, we've done Wi-Fi rescue projects on over 5,000 units. And we continue to do a lot of that when we get, we get called to do it because we know what we're doing and we're very good at what we do. And I get a lot of satisfaction in being able to go in, help an owner. I was at a trade show about a year ago. I don't know if it's, I can't remember what show, but I got a, I got a phone call from a property leasing um, manager who they Googled you know, Wi-Fi providers and they, they got our name and you know, she called me and she explained what the situation was and they were having a really bad situation. And we were able to, within 30 days, go in and we were able to get the property up and running to a, a satisfactory level and kind of stop the madness and the residents from wanting to move out. And then within about another 60 days, we just kind of gradually started to improve it and, and bring it up to our dojo standard. So it's situations like, like that, that I think I get the most satisfaction of. Um, yeah, we do a lot of work in luxury high rise, you know, properties, you know, and things like that. That's kind of a given that, you know, they're going to put service in there. It's when we can go in and help an existing property that really and rescue them and help them out and and save them. I like that. And so just to wrap up the show here, obviously I have all the questions that I want to ask you that um, I'm curious about. But one of the things I like to do at the end here is just kind of ask you, what is something that you most want to talk about? Well, you know, is there anything that I missed that really gets you excited about what you're doing right now? You know, you mentioned the, um, you know, working with clients and rescuing them, but is there anything else that, you know, you want to most speak to? Well, I, I think at the end of the day, I'm here as a resource, Keith. And if people want to reach out to me, I, I want to help. Um, obviously, we're, uh, we're a company that needs to make money and, and be profitable and sell. But first and foremost, I want to be a resource. So any of your listeners can reach out to me at any time. I'm here to give them free advice, kind of point them in the right direction. Um, and, you know, you want to do your due diligence. You want to do your homework. You, d you don't want to just jump in, um, you know, make sure that you're making the right decision. And anytime I can help an owner, manager, developer along the way, to me, that's what it's all about. This industry, the multifamily industry, is a very small, large industry. And everybody kind of knows everyone. And reputation means a lot. And I, I want to be here to help people um, as much as I can to offer that experience that we do as a managed Wi-Fi provider. But first and foremost, if I can help any of your listeners, I, I always want to take advantage of that. 
Yeah, totally agree. Very small industry. Um, yeah. And uh, everyone everyone knows uh, everybody and um, the, the service and the experience you provide, you know, is a real differentiator. So I uh, can't say that enough. Well, Todd, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, this has been extremely enlightening. I love learning about technology and everything that's going in, uh, going on and the, you know, aspects of the industry that you work with. How can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more? Yeah, so I'm very active on LinkedIn. My contact information is is on LinkedIn. Look up my profile. Shoot me a, a DM, a connection request. Always want to connect with people. That's a great way for me to help. But they can also um, email me at todd.thorpe at dojonetworks.com. All right. Well, thanks, Todd. Again, great having you on. And uh, hopefully we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Keith. All right. Thanks.